This show is brought to you by the Email Laundry, making email safe for your customers. Visit www.theemaillaundry.com forward slash tublog for a very special listener offer and to have your MSP's domain filtered by the Email Laundry for free. Hi everyone, Richard Tubb here with episode 15 of Tub Talk, the podcast for IT consultants. And we've got a returning guest joining us today, Philip Morgan, who is the managing director of the Network Group. Now, Philip first spoke with us back on episode three of Tub Talk uh, when he explained what the Network Group was, a peer collaboration community that helps IT companies to grow. But we received a lot of really positive feedback about my interview with Philip. Philip is a really smart guy, an entrepreneur in the IT industry with a great pedigree and a ton of wisdom to share with listeners. And of course, the idea behind this podcast is that I'm very fortunate to spend time with some of the smartest and most successful people in the IT industry and so I wanted to allow you to eavesdrop on those conversations. Um, Philip is one of the smartest people in our industry, he's become a good friend and I always enjoy spending time with Philip. So without any further ado, I hope you enjoy my interview with Philip Morgan. Hi everyone, Richard Tubb here and I'm joined today by Philip Morgan of the Network Group. How are you doing Philip? I'm doing well, and you Rick? Very well indeed. All the better for being with you here in Telford. We're at the uh, Network Group Vision event. For the uninitiated, what is the Network Group? So the Network Group is an alliance of uh, now just over 60 uh, independently owned IT resellers from all over the United Kingdom, Channel Islands, even as far south as Gibraltar. And uh, so we formed an alliance to work together to compete against the bigger players in the marketplace. So, you know, your Amazons, your Kelways, um, you know, the bigger companies that as a smaller uh, privately owned company that you would struggle to compete with. And what type of companies are a part of the network group? So um, they are all vastly varied, as you would expect from uh, independently owned company, companies and all have their independent flavour. But they fall into two broad camps. Um, they are either uh, B2B companies that um, are either MSPs or value-added resellers um, and serve the, B2B, the business community. Um, or they are retailers that have either an online or a bricks and mortar um, a model that support then the general public. Understood. And I guess for, for people who are not aware of the network group and watching this and becoming aware of network group for the first time, the question that immediately is going to jump to mind is what's in it for the members? Why do people join the network group? Um, People join Network Group, or the members tell us that people join Network Group because we're a cooperative, we're owned by the members for their um, benefit. Uh, The members uh, join for three reasons, and we split them up into three simple phrases. We call it thinking, talking, growing. Um, So the first thing that we're looking for is we're looking for an innovative reseller or retailer that's actually thinking. Um, You would know, Rick, a lot of the time you could talk to small business people and you'll ask where they'll be this time next year. They don't even have a plan. You know, it's so disturbing sometimes. So we're seeking out IT resellers that are thinking about what they're doing and know quite clearly where they want to go. The second thing is that they're growing that they've got a passion to grow their business uh, and that I want to take it to the next level because vendors within the channel that we work with are looking for growth as well. And then the last thing that, uh, that we're talking about uh, that uh, we discuss with them is being a talking reseller. It's one thing to have a plan. It's another thing to grow. It's another thing to be willing 
and uh, wanting to be in a room with other people that a lot of people would count as your competition and actually share with them what you're doing. So you've got to be prepared to talk about what you're doing as well. So the best resellers are the ones that want to learn from each other and so we get them together in the group at uh, some of the events that we do like you've been at today. And you mentioned vendors there as well, so there's been a big vendor presence at the event here today. Yeah. Tell me more about how the vendors fit into the mix with the network group. Um, so there's some companies that talk about partnership working, and there are other organisations and companies that do partnership working. And uh, for us, um, you Richard, as a, a leading light within the IT industry, we have invited you to become part of our community. We've got a great relationship with you, but equally so, we've got other service providers, uh, other distributors, and vendors that we invite to be part of our community. So that, so that same talking, growing, thinking um, mindset applies to what they do with us. So today we've had uh, some great vendors that you're aware of and um, that have been with us here today and we're sharing that journey with them together, learning from them and them learning from us to see what we can do more together. Understood, understood. Now, um, there's five events a year, isn't there, I think, network group events. Is that right? Yes, there are. Got and aren't right. they a joy to organise? Oh, it's great fun, really. <laughs> we love it. Um, so we get together five times a year. Yeah. Um, and this event is NG Vision and there's four others throughout the year. So I'm interested. I think I've got a gist for it. But tell me what NG Vision means. Why is the event called NG Vision and what's, what's the focus of today? Uh, so NG Vision um, is the first event that we do at the beginning of a new year. Just um, rolled into 2016 um, and one of the things that all of us do is do New Year's resolutions isn't it did you do any I did there we are we won't talk about them and no, ask if we won't talk about how I didn't make them by January the 23rd <laughs> well done you did better than me um, but businesses in the same way want to reset themselves don't they for the year ahead it's a good time uh, over Christmas to take uh, stock of where you are and so we do that as part of what we do here with running the community and uh, specifically what we do with uh, NG Vision is over the three to six month period leading up to January. Uh, what we do is we're talking to our resellers, talking to our partners and vendors, and talking to people like you that we learn uh, so much from. And we're trying to grab what, what are the best opportunities that we think we can execute on in the year ahead. So our uh, theme for this year is velocity. And velocity has two components, speed and direction. And so we're talking about that direction piece. Where are you intending to go with your business? Because there's several opportunities you could exploit. So what we've done here today at NG Vision, uh, just to highlight two things, we've uh, uh, focused on cybersecurity today, and we focused on our new MSR program that we've uh, launched today. And those are two things that have come out of the work that we've done over the last three to six months that we've been launching into the group today to take their businesses forward. Let's talk a little bit more about that. So you mentioned the two um, two aspects or the two uh, members who make up the uh, network group. So we've got B2B and we've got retailers and the subset to them, I, I would guess. Uh, B2B, I was sat in a session today run by Mustin Thomas right. of Asterix down there in Wales. Um, fantastic session around cyber security. And I could see just looking around the room how much people got from that. Everybody was furiously making notes. Lots of MSPs coming up with ideas. What else did you see today that B2B members got? Um, ideas, takeaways, things that they can go away and actually convert into, I guess, cold hard cash for their business? So we're all familiar with uh, Microsoft's cloud-first, mobile-first. 
um, approach to uh, the market at the moment and what's happening. So we're seeing fibre being rolled out, more fibre to premise. We're seeing you know more and more connectivity um, from, from premises, but as well as that, we're seeing more connectivity from countless mobile devices. Hey, there you are with your so device right in front of us right now. Yeah. Um, so that creates a challenge on several uh, different uh, levels for um, uh, the B2B IT resellers to manage those devices uh, and to build strategies around it that they can serve their customers better. So as well as the cyber security, we've talked about cloud solutions as well as an, uh, an opportunity for them. And we've talk, talked about the opportunity around mobility as well. What can we do to help better collaboration and presence, unified comms, all of those things that come into the mix. So in uh, Mostyn, I've got to tell you this, he's been nicknamed Mostyn Powers. Can Mostyn, you believe that? Okay. That's great. <laughs> Groovy baby. So anyway, um, he is taking forward the strategy based on that feedback that he's had from the resellers to design for them over the year things that will help their businesses go forward and to have a strategy and then above that to actually execute. That's where people struggle with usually, isn't it, is the execution. Yeah, yeah. And the old phrase that one of my mentors taught me years ago, vision with execution is hallucination. Yeah, I've never heard that. Interesting. Yeah, good one. Okay, I'd like to briefly pause for a second to let you know about my new book, The IT Business Owner's Survival Guide. I'm the former owner of an IT managed service provider business myself, so I know exactly what it's like to struggle to cope with the day-to-day -day stresses of running an IT business. I know there are days or even weeks when you get frustrated and wonder whether it's all worth it to go it alone. I'm telling you, it doesn't have to be like that. The IT Business Owner Survival Guide contains a collection of easy-to-digest guides and tips on how to cope with the common tasks that cause IT business owners worry and stress. If you want to learn how to save time, avoid stress, and build a successful IT business, then you don't have to do it alone. You can buy the IT Business Owner Survival Guide from Amazon or visit itbusinesssurvivalguide.com and download the first chapter for free. That's itbusinesssurvivalguide.com. Um, so, B2B, going very well. Thank you, Mostin, for the session that you ran today. Um, for the other half of the network group members, retailers, what's new in their world? What would they have taken away from today? Uh, the biggest thing they would have taken away is uh, our MSR programme. Um, it's uh, an acronym that um, few have heard of and that we're trying to bring in. Um, but everybody's heard of MSP, Managed Service Provider. Um, what we're trying to do is bring in to retailers, managed service retailers. Okay, if you think about it, I mean, we've had conversations with about several industries, I think we've talked about plumbing and other things, that basically it's a service that just needs to be managed for someone. Uh, so in the same way, with the move that Microsoft have made to move from a perpetual license or a box product to a subscription-based license, that needs to be managed. So let's just roll back uh, 18 months, two years ago. If you walked into a famous... Uh, uh, retail shed-like store that will remain nameless, you probably would have walked into the front door and you would have seen two end aisle uh, stands right in front of you. On one of them probably would have an antivirus brand, big yellow box which will remain nameless, but then on the other side of it you would have had maybe Microsoft Office student teacher edition that everybody would be buying. Those products are not there in store today. Because Microsoft have gone to an online model, and so as AV, it's gone to an online model. So that's been lost revenue for most retailers here in the UK, but not our guys. 
Because what our guys have done is, and this is the phrase that uh, Craig Hume, our retail director, uses that I love, is turning footfall into fans. I love it, yeah. So it's about having an in-store experience that goes from informational to relational. So when somebody's coming in and they want to purchase a product, we're having a conversation about their needs and trying where we can to grab their details in order that we can help them and engage with them, but also uh, manage a lot of the services that we've got around that too, so that we can make sure that their AV doesn't expire and we can make sure that their Office 365 subscription keeps going because we don't want that to be switched off so they can't get access to their data. So what we've done is we've added onto that a layer of remote management. So you, you would know from your MSP background that you know it's people using an RMM tool. That's very, very commonplace. But it isn't in the consumer space. So we've launched several different packages. So for yourself, there could be a package that is a uh, home edition that you could purchase that would cover your laptop, uh, your antivirus, your Office 365, that's uh, in that. Or if you are a married man with three kids and a family and you've got a uh, digital TV, you could purchase a smart home edition. A uh, bit more expensive, but it would manage all the services from a hardware and a technical perspective um, and we would also make sure they keep its service packed up and that we would also make sure that you've got all your subscriptions via AV and Microsoft Office. So in a nutshell, that's MSR. So I'm fascinated by this concept for a number of reasons. The first one, there's a lot of talk about the death of the high streets, you know, retail businesses um, coming in against problems, fighting against the, it's effectively fighting against the online world, people buying things cheaper online and things. So this seems as though it could be a really good way for local computer stores, repair stores, other retailers to reinvigorate their business to connect with people on a, a better basis. Is that the case? Absolutely. If, if people uh, visit your superb blog that you do, you talk a lot about specialization and being different. Um, so, you know, we're never going to beat Amazon at shifting parcels from A to B, are we? You know, we are here right now, we could order it and within three, four hours it could actually be delivered to us. Nobody's going to win that race, but they'll never win the race on caring for a customer like we do. So it's all about that specialising, picking those areas of the business that you're strong at. So Craig Hume at Utopia, or the award-winning Utopia Computers, I should say. Uh, he has selected specifically for his business based on the expertise in his team. He thinks that they can be the best in the world at manufacturing, building and specifying gaming PCs. We're just adding MSR on top of that strategy for Craig. He's very niche in looking at his market, he knows who he's aiming for, and he is providing MSR as a layer to give his customer an even better experience. You wouldn't get that from Amazon. Yeah, yeah. And there's a phrase that springs to mind here that I heard, and it's my friend Chris Ducker, the author, said it. He said, a better is no longer better, different is better. Absolutely. Oh, the four phrases we use here, the only way you can take your business forward is by either doing one of four things. You either have to do more, better, faster, or different. There's no other way to take your business forward except for one of those four avenues. Yeah, so we're talking here about not going head-to-head -head with the um, uh, the big retailers. You, you know, it's going to be very difficult to beat them on volume and on price and all these things. It's talking about differentiating, adding something that people actually want here. And that's that level of support, that peace of mind for consumers. Absolutely, and I think that the big thing that you go on quite a lot about is that you say local and trusted. 
And I think what we have with our network across the UK is wherever you live right now, you're no more than 50 miles away from a trusted reseller that people could go onto the, the website and download it. And nobody can compete with that. As they say, you know, you've got a brick that you can throw the window through and you've got a person there who you've got one throat to choke. Um, you know, you can go to the Amazon website, there's no phone number, you know, you just want to admit. So it's different. They have their place, we certainly have our place. Yeah. And there's a second part to that conversation that just jumped up. And um, we were talking about managed service plumbers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just the idea but of I think, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. And, and it just, you know, you were talking about the smart TV at home and making that part of the, the wider package, the smart home package. And, of course, there was a term that I came across many years ago. And it said, oh, it's going to be the age of the digital plumber. We're going to have people who come into our house, not necessarily to fix utilities, but to fix all the cables and the hi-fi and everything that we've got running around. Because it's reaching a level of complexity you know, that's uh, perhaps beyond the average consumer. So do you see that as part of the um, the evolution of this uh, managed service retailer package? The Internet of Things and Nest and all these things that are, are, are coming through, you, you know, I don't know what they're going to connect next. Uh, Samsung are talking about a connected fridge or a smart fridge, yeah. you know, so, you know, it really is amazing where the world could end. Uh, the bottom line is anything that's got, an IP address onto it that's going to be connected to your Wi-Fi or connected to your network, you're going to need that to be managed or secured. Yeah. Uh, because part of what we were covering with B2B today on cybersecurity is the challenge of you can't leave any of those uh, areas of uh, possible intrusion into your network open for attack. Um, you know, and, and that is the challenge, I think, going forward, be it your boiler, be it your fridge, be it your curtain system or whatever. You know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an exciting but also quite a, not scary, concerning, I think is the word, yes. world that we are heading to. I'm a huge geek. Yes, some of you might have appreciated that or guessed that, but uh, yeah, I'm a massive geek. But I've reached a stage now in my life, old age and everything, I just want my technology to work. So I get incredibly frustrated with even technology at home. I just want it to work. So the idea yes. of just having peace of mind for somebody to do the setting up. And I mean, my house, there's IP cameras. There's a hive home system for the central heating. There's Ethernet. There's everything else. And I get bored at stage. It's like, oh. Got to upgrade the firmware on that. Got to do this, that, and the other. Actually, the idea of paying a flat, a flat fee for my digital home to continue working and to just be maintained is quite an attractive one. Absolutely, and just imagine what that world looks like, Rick. Is you're at home, you're a busy man, you've got your life you want to live. Um, you get on the phone, you phone a local uh, retailer, the Simon Network Group, and you've got your MSR policy, and he says, what can I do for you? He says, yeah, I've got a problem with my PC. He says, uh, yeah, give me a minute. Um, can I have your ID? Can I just log in right now? And he looks at your PC right there live where you are. You've given him control from your end. So this is uh, on your terms. You've given him control from your end, and he says, hey, Rick, this is going to take about 10, 15 minutes. Why don't you shoot and have a cup of coffee? We'll finish this off, and I'll drop you a text when I'm done. That's a great world to live in, isn't it? Mm, not bad Fabulous. at all. And uh, there's another angle to this that I'm very intrigued by. So the primary audience of our videos is going to be managed service providers, yeah. B2B IT businesses. Um, the thing that I'm hearing again and again from B2B businesses is the, the line between supporting business equipment and all the other equipment that people use in their life, all the other devices, is blurring to the point that you, you just can't keep track of it anymore. Um, you know, we've got managing directors, CEOs of companies, and they're um, using home computers to connect to cloud services, to Indeed. connect to servers and yeah. things. Yeah. You know, and the question always, 
uh, is asked then, well, does that fall under the remit of the managed service provider, or is that something that the um, the consumer themselves, the um, um, you know, the managing director CEO needs to look after? Uh, we're also thinking about tools such as Xbox. How long before Skype is running on Xbox? Yeah. And if Skype is running on Xbox, how long before people are doing conference calls from home for business purposes? Now, if the Xbox goes wrong. Do they phone their money service provider? What do they do? So I'm really intrigued the angle here. Um, primary audiences, managed service providers who have this problem, could they come to agreements, arrangements, strategic alliance with managed service retailers to sort of cover all bases and to, uh, to make sure that their users are covered, whether it's equipment, devices at home, at work, or anywhere in between? I think they could do. Um, and that's what we've seen happening actually in MSP world, if you think about it. Mm. If you think about it with convergence happening in the market, okay, so the world that we used to have 10 years ago, you had your alarm company, didn't you? And you had your telephone company, you had your photocopying company, yeah. and you had your IT company. Well, convergence has made that place one and the same company. So some of our resellers uh, that are here, have, or some of our MSPs, have diversified into telephony and into uh, you know, offering a voice data solution. And they've also gone into managed print, which is like a, a new fang-dangled name for copyland stuff, uh, if you want to. And then some of them have gone into CCTV and security. What I'm wanting to ask is what difference is there in just converging a little bit more? And so the same strategy would be used. Either an MSP can partner with an MSR in exactly the same way as some of our MSPs don't do telephony, but they partner with a telephony company. I don't think it makes any difference whatsoever to either them to make the strategic decision to either do it themselves in-house if they think they can do it and that their team can expand uh, you know, to be able to take on that kind of technology, or to partner with an MSR that's locally. If they want to go to the NG website, um, they'll be able to see uh, an MSR local to them that they can at least have the conversation. What's the uh, network group website URL? You can find that at www.nbg.co.uk. <laughs> and we'll make sure that's in the show notes as well. Thank but you. I, I just want to dig a little bit deeper just to get some specifics over this idea of managed service retailer. So what would be, what is the benefits for the customer? Um, you know, people have got bills that are going up and up. Why would they want to pay a flat fee? What, what does it look like in real terms for them? So are people's bills really going up and up? I would say so from my point of view. You're, I suspect you're about to correct me, Phil. So. Well, I think it's part of, a lot of the time what we don't do is consider the total cost in, in one big bundle, yeah. okay? Um, so what's happened now with um, mobile phone, you take, um, the mobile phone market, that's now kind of, it's, it's nearly becoming a race to zero, isn't it, Rick? With, you know, now we've got all-you-can-eat data, all-you-can-eat minutes, all-you-can-eat text. You know, everything's now included, which makes it easy. We're not in that world in technology yet, but I think we're heading that way. So instead of the traditional customer that would have come in store and bought a laptop and maybe, oh, well, I'll sort my AV out again, okay? Or, well, I don't know, I think I've got Microsoft Office at home. Uh, and, and doing this, you know... Uh, you know, kind of like a licorice all sorts selection of what yeah. they're doing. If you were to look at an MSR contract 
on what that gives you. And when I say contract, it's more of an agreement. Okay, it's that most of our resellers are are running a kind of uh, you know a rolling monthly basis. So you can hop in and you can hop out. Um, but if you're under an agreement that we're going to look after your AV, your office, your remote manage your PC, and as well as that, then you'll get discounts on in-store hardware and everything. It works out way way cheaper. And so if somebody wanted to look at that, I'd, I'd uh, advise them to get in touch with a local retailer and have a conversation over what that would actually cost. And then it will work out cheaper. Got it. Now, from the flip side of the coin, and this is a common fear I hear from IT companies who are thinking about making the move into flat fee managed services. And they say, well, I'm worried that the service will be abused and it won't be profitable. You're in the same way that a restaurateur might be worried with the all-they-can-eat all buffet that somebody is going to wander in and sweep the whole thing and then wander out. The reality, of course, is it never happens. But I'm intrigued, on your perspective, from the managed service retailer point of view, why wouldn't that happen? You know, How is it going to be profitable for the retailer? Well, the phrase that, and I don't know where this has come from, um, Rick, maybe you can help me. Where's this phrase in MSP world come from, the all-you-can-eat? The comment, where's that come from? Yeah, that, I would have thought the conversations or the background to it would be the all-you-can-eat buffet. Yeah, you know, yeah. That was made okay. famous in Las Vegas and other places. So. Yeah, so I think that's an US import, yeah? Mm -hmm. um, so if any savvy MSP looks into it, all-you-can-eat is actually not really all-you-can-eat, isn't it? it? It means, you know, if I'm going to take a sledgehammer to my laptop and smash it up, I can't walk into my MSP's premises next day and say, hey, I've got an all-you-can-eat contract, can you just fix my laptop, please? Yeah. It doesn't work that way. The easiest illustration I can use for it, it's, it's like the car industry works. So, as an owner of most new cars, you buy a car and it will come with a three or a five year warranty with it, won't it? Um, with that three or five year warranty, if I kind of take it home, park it in the driveway, and next morning, I'm in a bit of a hurry to get out of, the, out of my driveway and get to work, but I, I trim the corner a little bit too fast and I decide to scrape the side of the car uh, on the pillar on the way out, I can't just go back to the Mercedes garage and say, excuse me, I've got damage to my car, can you change it because it's still under warranty? You can try, you'd be laughed at. You can try, but you'd be laughed at. So we're used to that. So I think it's an education process. And most of our MSRs would speak to the customer to help them understand what is and what isn't included. Because it isn't an all-you-can-eat. It's not quite like that buffet. It is a little bit different because the reality of it is, and you're going to laugh at this, the all-you-can-eat buffet, uh, buffet does have limitations. Mm. It's actually called the size and capacity of your stomach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, so that's the acceptable use policy for all-you-can-eat dining. Yeah. Um, and in a similar way, we just need to help people understand what is and isn't included. Now, that's easy to do because garages are doing it all the time. So MSR is kind of like the insurance because if I do prang my car and I go a bit too quickly and scrape it on the pillar, well, I've then got my insurance company that I can decide, am I going to fix this myself on a fee basis or do I need to get my insurers involved to cover me? MSR is insurance. Same thing. Or protection, we prefer to call it. I like it. Well, fascinating topic and I'd really appreciate it if you keep myself and everybody who's watching or listening today up to date on the whole idea of MSRs. For anybody who wants to reach out to you, how would they uh, contact you online? Uh, so they could contact us uh, online in several different ways. Uh, they can look at the uh, nbg.co.uk uh, website. They can follow us on Twitter or Facebook. All the links are there on the website. If they wanted to connect me with me pers personally, uh, I'm Philip M, spelt with a Y, P-H-Y-L-I-P-M. 
uh, Philip M at uh, on uh, on Twitter, and uh, by all means, uh, send me an email as well. My contact details are on the website. I'd be delighted to talk to anybody uh, that wants to know more. Well, thank you, Phil. We'll make sure all those details are in the show notes as well for anybody listening or watching. And you've also made history with this interview. I don't know if you realise that. You're, you're the very first guest to come back onto Tub Talk, the podcast two times by popular demand so there you go there we, we are we just give the public what they want they wanted more philip morgan with the welsh <laughs> accent and we gave them more philip morgan. i think that's a being unlucky twice it doesn't like me do that yeah. <laughs> on this occasion it does lovely thank you rick thanks for your time. spending time with it. cheers thanks so what are your thoughts on the idea of the managed service retailer? How does it fit into the wider MSP, the managed service provide industry? As an MSP, how do you see your company adapting um, to the growth of consumer electronics that uh, so many companies need to look after now? Please do let me know your feedback. You can find me at Tublog on Twitter. That's T-U-B-B-L-O-G. And as always, you can find the show notes featuring all the links and resources. I spoke with Philip during our interview over at www.tublog.co.uk. Now, you can also find the video version of my interview with Philip, along with a ton of other expert interviews, over at my YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash rtub. That's R-T-U-B-B. And one final thing I'd like to ask is, could you take 30 seconds to jump over to iTunes and to rate this podcast? The only way this podcast really gets out there is through word of mouth, so I'd be hugely grateful uh, for that, as it helps me get this podcast in front of more people like yourself. So I want to thank you for joining me today. As always, I know you've got a huge choice of podcasts you can listen to. So please believe me when I say I really do appreciate that you've chosen the time to spend the time listening to me. Thanks so much and I hope to see you in person very soon. Okay, I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsors, The Email Laundry. The Email Laundry combines security services with your customer's preferred email service to give them a truly enterprise-worthy email system. Well, what does that mean? Well, as an IT business, whether your customers are using Office 365, hosted exchange, an on-site exchange server, or any other type of email solution, cloud-based email security from the email laundry is a neat and effective solution for your customer. It will block spam and virus email with an impressive catch rate. Put simply, when your customer's email server is protected behind the email laundry, they'll thank you for the security it offers them. Now, the Email Laundry are offering free email security for your own domain to all listeners to this podcast. All you have to do is to sign up for a free partner account through the special listener URL www.theemaillaundry.com forward slash to blog. Use that link to have your own domain filtered for free for one year. And there's more to this special offer. If you bring on board 100 pay mailboxes during your first six months, the email laundry will give you your own domain for free for another 12 months. So that means two years of the email laundry service for your own domain for free. Sign up for the email laundry now using the special listener offer at www.theemaillaundry.com forward slash tublog.